Welcome to the Wisecast, brought to you by Ethos Youth Center. This is Isabel with the Wisecast, interviewing Kara Kush Inman. How do you prefer to be addressed? I wasn't sure. Yeah, so I prefer to be just addressed as Kara. Um, my first name is Kara Kush, but most people just call me Kara or KK. Okay, cool. Um, so... Kara is the owner of Brickwall Boutique and um, is a local as well. Kara, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks for having me, Isabel. I'm really excited to be here today. Um, so I'm Kara Inman, uh, born and raised here in Mariposa. Uh, moved away for a little bit, you know, uh, super eager to get out of this town growing up. So I actually graduated high school early, moved down to L.A., uh, went to school and worked down there for a little while and really kind of started to get homesick. Um, didn't really like the city life, uh, so I decided to come home. So I've been back since 2008. Um, I am graduating class of 2006. Um, let's see here. And my husband and I have been living here since 2008. Like I said, we got married in 2010 and um, been building businesses in the community since 2013, I guess. So uh, 2013 is when I opened up the Brickwall Boutique, which was formerly a Simplicity Boutique uh, located in Simplicity Salon. And then since then, my husband and I have also started a bed and breakfast. We have a small farm that is not yet um, to, um, what do you call it? It's not yet too commercial, where it's mainly just uh, feeds us and family and stuff, and we're working on making it a commercial business sooner or later. Um, we also do some property management, and I am getting ready to open uh, our newest business, the Brickwall Haberdashery, which will be a men's clothing store, um, along with a barber. Wow. Um, how long did you live and work in L.A. before you decided to come back? So just a little over a year. Um, like I said, I graduated high school early and um, peaced out, went down there and started living with some family, working right away. Um, did about a year of college down there and then um, came home after that first year of school. Okay. So I'm just going to jump into uh, some of the questions I have for you. Um, how have your passions developed the businesses that you own? So I think one of my main passions is definitely um, making myself and others feel good about themselves, no matter um, how they look or are perceived either by themselves or other people around them. So I've definitely found to do that in fashion is a great way to do that, um, you know, and and also just putting out good energy to people and kind of carrying that into my working environment and our culture. Um, we always say uh, always good vibes. So even when you're down and out and you're, um, you know, having a bad day to try to keep that positive outlook on things and keep moving forward always, um, always taking steps forward um, or to the side, but never backwards. So. Um, 
the passion of me just caring about other people and caring about myself um, has definitely driven me forward in um, building my the brick wall um, in the town and then now bringing on another business to the community. Um, and how did you decide to become a business owner? Uh, I'm not sure how I decided that. Um, I definitely was just trying to figure out what I wanted to do in general. So I started off wanting to become a physical therapist. And that, again, is, you know, helping people to become um, better in the sense that you get hurt. You have to get help you know, so that you go to a physical therapist. So I started off doing that and being a massage therapist. And um, I kind of just woke up one day and was like, you know, I really don't like school. Like, I don't like the normal, um, the normal school. I love to learn. I always say um, learning, like, if you're not learning, you're not living in a sense. Um, but I'm not your traditional go to class, sit in uh, a classroom and learn. I'm not even like an online learner. I like to learn in my own ways. So I was having a conversation with my girlfriend, uh, who Lindsay Patterson, who owns Simplicity Salon. And I was just talking about how we um, need a, a cute little boutique in the town. And she was getting ready to move to her location by the pizza factory. And she's like, I have plenty of room for you. Why don't you start there and see where it goes? Um, and the next day I was literally getting my seller's permit and um, finding out all the cute clothes that we could buy and start selling in the store. So um, I don't think it was really a decision that I came upon that I was like, I'm going to be a business owner. I just, it just kind of happened. And um, I grew up though with parents that were business owners and entrepreneurs as well. So as, as they say, it was kind of in my blood, but um, it definitely wasn't something I thought about and planned out. It just kind of <laughs> happened. So I'm kind of interested, actually, um, in the journey that you took to opening um, or getting Brickball Boutique started. Um, you mentioned how school wasn't really, like, you enjoyed learning, but school wasn't really your thing and mm -hmm. online learning wasn't really your thing um was that was it intimidating for you to not to realize that school wasn't your path and that um you wanted to do something else beside that besides that when so many of your peers were going into education yeah I don't know that um I don't know that not going to school was the intimidating part. I think that the thought of being less educated than others was a little intimidating. Um, and I'll be the first one to admit, I am not a math scholar. I'm not an English major. You know what I mean? Like, I'd, I will use um, the wrong grammar all the time. I'm horrible at spelling. But you can still learn all that, you know what I mean? And, and no matter whether you were in school learning that stuff or you're learning it on the quote-unquote streets, you're still learning and you're still growing as long as you see the, you see that growth, you know what I mean? You keep following that growth and you learn from your mistakes and stuff. So um, definitely being, I guess, the um, uneducated one in the room, if you're around a bunch of people that have gone to school and have their degrees and stuff is, is a little intimidating. 
but um the not going to school i i was saving me money saving me gas saving me <laughs> time in general so that one wasn't very intimidating um what's something that you believe in um goodness i believe in a lot but um i definitely believe in hard work pays off and not necessarily like you can work yourself to the bone and and not pay off but hard work in the right direction pays off you know um it's like you're digging a hole and somebody tells you no you're not supposed to dig a hole there you don't keep digging the hole there to get to the other hole you start digging the hole in the other spot you know so hard work pays off but as long as you're going in the right direction um i definitely believe in that um uh, al- doing always doing the right thing even when the right thing is the hard thing um and as I said earlier, uh, trying to keep a positive mind and thought process about things, um, even when things are really rough and all you can think about is the bad part. There's got to be some good in that. Otherwise, it wouldn't be happening. Um, do you feel that those beliefs are reflected in um, the way that you operate your businesses? Yeah, definitely. And it's something that I try to pass on to either my employees or um, people in my everyday life. Um, I think my husband will say that the most. I'm always like, stop being negative. And he's like, I'm not being negative. I'm just being truthful. And I'm like, I know, but I can see the negative part in it. So so keep being positive. Um, So yeah, it definitely reflects in my everyday work and um, and I really hope that it continues to reflect onto my employees and into the culture of our store. I mean, that's the bigger picture about this, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes not everyone ab- and believes in what your um, beliefs are, but to try to get them to see it even from your aspect, I think you can keep getting those to work, work with your business. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you do you feel that your employees um, respond to uh, that positive energy and that work ethic that you bring? Do you feel that um, you are employing people who are able to grow from um, the experiences that you're offering? Yeah, um, I sure as heck hope so, at <laughs> least. Uh, but no, I, I do. And I mean, I'm not saying that I'm... Um, always a positive person either there's always times that we're going to be negative just because it it tears you down right but um, I definitely think that at least while at work and in our um, our establishments they um, are always trying to keep that positive vibe going um, and it wouldn't make sense if they weren't taking it home and passing it on you know so um, yeah I, I do believe so, and I mean, w- me and, so when I I speak about the boutique mostly, um, and soon the haberdashery, all of us that work together are like very close, um, we try to keep that uh, friendly vibe alive as well, you know, like we're not just boss and employees, we also all have some sort of friendship as well, and a lot of those friendships have been created through the business not necessarily because we were friends and then we started working together. They've been created through the business as well, so. 
How do you feel that growing up in Mariposa contributed to some of the personal values that you hold? Um, I think the biggest thing is the, you know, the Mariposa Strong that we all talk about in this community um, and just being a community in itself. Uh, growing up here, we were all, or I'll say I was very excited to get out, and I think many of the young culture growing up here is the same. Um, we all want to get out because we don't think Mariposa has much to offer. Um but if you've noticed, a lot of us are starting to come back. You know, I was definitely one of the earlier ones to come back, but I'm running into more and more people in and around my age group the last few years, you know, coming back, starting businesses, um, starting back and raising their families here. So I think that growing up here in this community and being able to call your neighbor for help because you're standing on the side of the road or you need a cup of sugar or whatever the case might be, like this small, tight niche community is definitely um, brought so much value to me and I think brings value to many people that grow up here. You know, you're not going to, um, what's the saying, it takes a village to raise them, right? Yeah. I mean, like Mariposa is really like that. A at least I see it that way, at least. Yeah. Um, so what what do you feel Mariposa besides the connections that you've built with other community members um what do you feel Mariposa has to offer you as an adult that you didn't feel it had um when you were younger hmm um I think Mariposa is growing like the rest of us um so it's still it's still got a lot of growing to do, but I think it's growing with a lot of us. And um, I think us a lot of us c moving away and then coming back is very beneficial for the community as well because we you know grew up here and then we're moving away and we're bringing back the knowledge that we've gained from living somewhere else back into this community. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure if that answers your question, but it's like, it's, I, I guess the growth, it's not something pin that I can pinpoint that has been brought, that, I, that I'm using, you know, from bringing up here in Mariposa, but um, rather than in a whole, like the rest of, of the community brings back all of this stuff so that we're all learning from one another. And I mean, I'm sure that's the same in other um, towns and cities and stuff, but again, because we are smaller, I think it tends to impact us more, mm -hmm. you know? Um, if somebody moves away and lives in Europe for a couple of years, like the whole town hears about that. Mm -hmm. The whole town kind of gets to experience that um, person living in Europe for three years because we are a tight niche community and because those stories and experiences are going to travel throughout throughout the community way faster than if you were to live in Merced mm -hmm. you know only your close friends and family are going to learn about that three years in Europe yeah yeah that's uh that did answer my question uh pretty well I think there's a lot of young people such as yourself leaving and then coming back and bringing those experiences to Mariposa and then further developing Mariposa in that way um, in their own personal ways and I think that's what makes it 
really special that we have these like individual unique businesses um, developing Mariposa in different ways. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because otherwise we would say, you know, if people weren't coming back, if people were constantly moving out, we would become pretty stagnant, I think, you know, mm-hmm. you, there wouldn't be that ebb and flow of information and people and culture coming and going. So, yeah. yeah. How do you feel your business is uh, creating opportunities for young people? Um, so I think we create a little bit of opportunity, but I would definitely like to see more opportunity created. Um, uh, you know, I, I only employ a couple of people at the moment, um, would love to employ more eventually, but that all comes with being a bigger business, you know? Um, and maybe it's me, maybe it's, um, the way we go about things, but I also have maybe a hard time reaching out to some of the younger, um, I don't, yeah, it, it just, uh, I guess trying to make that connection, you know, yeah. um, cause I mean, I know when I was in high school, like, or right out of high school, whatever you didn't, you didn't necessarily want to hear what that older person had to stay, say or you didn't want to be involved like you're old like I literally had my nephew tell me this the other day we were having a birthday barbecue for my brother and my nephew was there and I'm like why aren't you hanging out with us and he's like you're old I'm like, what? <laughs> like okay <laughs> so there's I feel like that's probably happens a little bit but then I also probably look at the younger cultures like you're young you know do mm-hmm. I because when you come to hiring, uh, most of the time you want somebody with a little bit of experience because you don't necessarily want to take the time to teach them everything. Um, so I definitely s- would say that um, I don't do a very good job at um, bringing in, b- giving more opportunities to the younger people. Um, not that I don't want to, just that I guess um, I need to take the time to do that because like I said they're not they're not coming to me they're not landing on my doorstep so I gotta go out and get them I guess yeah and outreach especially with um young people and connecting with young people in the ways um that they're used to connecting with each other is really difficult um for a lot of adults um but uh what do you what do you think the community can do for young people just um, in terms of creating more opportunities for young people? Mm -hmm. Uh, I would say the first thing is listen Um, and then and in listening you would find out like what they maybe want or what they're interested in Um, and then I also think in return teaching them and helping them learn Uh, because you know, if you're talking about a job and stuff and you ask most youth, most youth doesn't want to work <laughs> or they want an easy job for great money, you know. So finding the that um, happy medium in a sense that, OK, here's a job. It's you're not getting paid a million dollars an hour and it's probably not going to be your favorite job in the whole world. But you have to realize that every job has to be filled for this community to to work right Mm -hmm. um and then once they realize that they can better themselves and get a different job or position they might actually desire 
and then be able to teach somebody coming into their position that job and the value of you doing that job you're going to get to teach the next person below you um yeah so what uh what challenges or failures have you experienced that you felt might have uh wavered your pursuit um towards um what you felt you wanted to do with your life um so i mean challenges er, being a business owner you have challenges every day right you i mean from what especially right now with um the pandemic and um everything else that's going on in the world like you're there there's lots of challenges and and side tracks you're gonna go down um but i think in mariposa specifically one of the i think the bigger challenges that i've experienced is your name in the community um and so when i say that i say this because growing growing up i was a child i was a child of business owners as well and my father actually went to prison for a little while and when that happened he got a name in the community that trickled down to his children so when starting up a business here in town i've gotten a little bit of that as well um as far as when people find out who i am they're like oh you know and and i don't know what they're actually thinking but um you can just you can tell who shops at your business and who doesn't you know so um i guess definitely a challenge of living in mariposa and having a business is you have a s much smaller community that you're trying to sell to and um, and have a name for yourself, and hopefully that's a good name. And if you have any kind of um, bad publicity, if you want to put it that way, around you, sometimes that can interfere with who you really are. So I would say that's probably been one of my um, biggest fears, I guess more than anything um it has definitely not been a failure it's been a little bit of a challenge of mine but more or less i think it's um, a bit of a fear of mine that um and something i'm constantly trying to strive for is that um just because who who your parents might have been doesn't make you who you are today um so I guess this next question kind of goes uh, with your response. Um, how has um, your history, um, just like your personal background and your experiences that you've had, um, mm -hmm. been a force in the development of your businesses? Yeah, so definitely uh, my little bit of background that I just shared with you and that my parents were business owners in the community and I'm actually, so where the boutique is today is uh, where my parents used to have their retail store. So um, that is something that is really sentimental to me, obviously. And um, again, being able to just prove a point and, and it's more to myself than to the community, obviously. But when you have people that are like, oh, you didn't go to school, um, 
oh, that's who your parents were. Oh, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's constantly something that I want to keep proving wrong to them, even though it's probably not proving them wrong. It's proving me right. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So that definitely. And then um, because I was young when my father went to jail that I had to I had to grow up kind of fast. Um, And, you know, I had my first job as soon as I was able to have a job. So that definitely helped me realize very quickly that if I wanted anything, I wasn't going to be able to sit around and wait for it. I had to get up and go get it. Um, And that's something that keeps me going like right now every day that um, it's not going to just happen. I have to make it happen. Um, I mean, I'm the one doing most of the build out on my um, store. I have Um, My husband is definitely helping me, but we have quite a few other businesses that he stays involved with. So, so um, your history is everything you can, you can learn from your history or you can let your history um, ruin you, I guess, you know, Uh, you can, you can take your bad experiences and um, decide to learn from them and build your character or you can um, make your history be the be your excuse. What keeps you motivated um, through all of uh, the experiences and um, the challenges? Being happy, I guess, is the best way to sum that up. Um, there's lots of little things in there, you know, like I really do love this community and I love being able to see the smiles on um, people's faces when they come in my boutique um, at the bed and breakfast. I love um, meeting people from all over the world and um, seeing their reviews when they leave saying they had the best time at our place and visiting Yosemite Um, and then which in return makes me happy um, for my husband for my sanity (laughs) uh yeah so I think but in in a compass like my happiness I don't think I wouldn't be happy waking up every day and not having anything to do like even when we went into um isolation and we had to have the stay-at-home ordinance um I my husband and I were both instantly like okay we can get this done and this done and this done and and um it was definitely a transition of not going to the shop every day and stuff, but um, yeah, I just the drive to like get up every day and be happy that you are opening your eyes. I think that's a huge thing. And yeah. my parents, so I also um, don't have either of my parents anymore. They both passed away. So um, I'm always thinking about like, they're probably pretty stoked right now. So, and they wouldn't be stoked if I was, wasn't doing anything, if I wasn't making anything for myself or if I um, was just sitting around. Um, so what are some of your favorite pieces um, or items that you have in your store? Uh, I think, so two, two things are probably some of my absolute favorites. Um, so as I said earlier, my parents used to have a retail store, um, and it was all Native American, Indian art, artifacts, um, jewelry, and such. So I've 
Um, and that was a passion of theirs. They were huge collectors. Um, they loved the culture and they started collecting um, and then it became a business for them. So that's something that my mom and dad passed on to me and um, I carry. Uh, so when they closed down, a lot of their stuff just sat in storage until I opened my store. And so I have a huge, well, it's dwindled down now over the years, but most of my Native American collection was from them. So anything Native American, Southwestern, sterling silver, turquoise, um, lapis, all of that handmade, like really old Native American jewelry is probably some of my favorite. I do love more of the modern day contemporary stuff as well, but I'm a big fan of the old vintage stuff. And then my second favorite is probably, and I'm not even carrying one of his purses today, is my uh, Jimmy Wiz leather bags. So I kind I got introduced to him in Tennessee by my husband's best friend, and he is a leather worker and he makes old um, he makes leather handbags with fringe, um, very hippie bohemian style. He's out of Florida. Um, I actually the first time I met him, he made me a custom bag at his workshop. And ever since then, we've become really great friends as well as I now carry his bags in my store. So that's probably my two favorite things that I have and are most dear to my heart. <laughs> um, and I know uh, that you do carry some uh, local um, items as well. Um, what could you give me just like a rundown of the list of the local yeah. uh, so and I love all my local artists as well um that, that would have been my third favorite <laughs> <laughs> um so I carry let's see here um of course we have pathos that does a lot of screen printing for me and or other people in town and I buy their stuff and sell it in the in the store so any screen printing um t-shirts graphic t-shirts um uh I also carry Lone Wolf Designs, which she does m the modern, contemporary, southwestern jewelry. Um, Balance Creations, she does a lot of silversmithing jewelry. Jackie Baxton, um, a lot of locals know Jackie. She is an artist, art teacher. Um, she does taxidermy. Uh, she does also sterling silver work. Um, she, I mean, she does all kinds of stuff. She's super uh, creative and works with quite a few different organizations in Mariposa. Um, let's see here. I also have Mariposa Candle Studio, Miss Jennifer Husky. Everyone loves her soy candles. Um, I have Cass Bismeyer's Sierra Sister Design stuff in my store. She makes me, we collaborate a lot on um, anything from like coffee cups, um, greeting cards. So whether that's happy birthday, thank you, wedding, anniversary, thinking of you. Um, oh, let's see, what else does she do? Pillowcases, dish towels. She'll even do uh, graphic t-shirts as well. Um, so it's really fun to collaborate with her. Let's see here, I have uh, Daisy May, which is all essential oil products, like stuff that you see on the 
DIY of Pinterest and stuff. Um, but she's making it for you. All the essential oil goodies. Um, I have my other leather bag maker is Tim DeWitt. He calls himself the old hippie. He also makes leather bags too. I have Mountain Chickies, which is two local girls, and they make uh, boho-style jewelry, lots of leather and fringe and natural stones. We also have Taylor Lamone's jewelry. We call her your local hippie. And um, she does a lot of, like, crystals um, and, like, everything made from the earth. Crystals and rocks and gems and such. Um, let's see here. I'm sure I'm forgetting someone, and I'm going to offend them. Uh, let's see here. I also carry – so it's a lot – we have a lot of vintage stuff in our store, too. And some stuff I go shopping for myself, hunt down, pick out the perfect stuff. And then other things, I have people bring stuff into me. A couple of vendors that I regularly work with, um, they bring me stuff in and we sell it for them like more on a consignment. So that'll be some of our like nicer, maybe like leather jackets or sometimes you'll see I have some fur stoles or something in the shop. Um, those are usually on consignment by my vintage hunters. Um, let's see here. I just thought of one. Oh, I have Miss Lee's jackets in my store. Lee is a local um she is super awesome she reminds me of who's that lady that makes bags bet betty betsy bet um i don't know she's <laughs> just so cute and funky and she's you know she's she's older and she does but she don't care she's just <laughs> so cute she's always got like crimped hair and big old black glasses on and um she repurposes jean jackets so they're all vintage denim jackets, mostly name brand. And then she embellishes them with patches or um, stuff she's picked up on uh, trips that she's found. You know, like this one has this um, African-American tribal um, piece from a necklace on it. Like all kinds of just really cool stuff. Mm -hmm. So um doing a mental inventory of my store right now i'm thinking well i have kyle's art in there i have kyle chambers art he's a local lives up in canada now he does a lot of acrylic paintings of yosemite um yeah and i, I apologize if i'm missing anyone else um how were you able to build um, or network with all of these local artists? Um, I just would reach out to them. I would see them maybe like, so when I was first starting out, I would go to the Butterfly Festival or I would go any kind of little art hop or the, um, the art and wine trail that they have here in Mariposa or the um, art wine and wheel thing that the rotary does up at the courthouse I was just always going to those and if I saw something that I was really interested in I was like oh here's my number please contact me and um, a lot of them I start off uh, um, on consignment so basically they bring in the items I sell it and then we split the cost um, uh, at a percentage and then as I started working with them and knowing what was selling, what wasn't selling, I started buying the inventory sh outright from them. So it's been um, awesome to kind of gain those 
friendships and business relationships with them. And a lot of them I know personally. Um, like Cass and I are great friends. Jen Husky is like a second mom to me. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, just uh, just reaching out and staying, keeping my eyes and ears open as I'm out and, out and about myself. Um, uh, what is the best part about owning your business? Being the boss. (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, and I say that with like total seriousness and joking at the same time. Um, I've definitely never been one to be told what to do, but not to say that I wouldn't do it when I was told what to do. Um, so I love being able to have an open, an open canvas in a sense where I can make and do whatever I want to do. Um, you just have to make and do whatever people are going to buy too. <laughs> um, and, uh, what is the best part, uh, about your future plans? So I'll refer to the haberdashery on this one. Um, I'm really excited to give the guys a place to shop, another place to shop in town. Um, I think that the guys is my number one request of people that come into the store, whether it's ladies by themselves or ladies with their husbands or boyfriends. And the boyfriend is like, um, you have any guy clothes in here? And I'm like, no, sorry. Um, try next time, you know? So really excited to offer that to the guys and, um, building like another, another culture or another like mini community within our community um because we have i think that's something that all most of our businesses do in this town really well because we are we are like we're all um, fans of mariposa so it's really easy to become a fan of a business like Mm -hmm. you guys see that i'm sure with ethos and pathos like your, your pack membership and stuff, people become your fans. And so no matter what you're doing, they're going to support you. So I'm really looking forward to having that other outlet for the men and really for the women in our community too. Um, and this is the last question. (laughs) Uh, what is one, what is one piece of advice you have for your 16 year old self? Hmm. Okay, I say this only because I am who I am now, and I and I I never would have taken this advice at sixteen. <laughs> but <laughs> if I if I could tell my sixteen year old self who I am now, um, and make me understand it is 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 just listen and learn, I guess you know, because I think no matter what um, decade you're being brought up in, whether you're a a millennial, a baby boomer, a Gen Xer, a whatever, we all go through that time where we don't listen or learn. Or we or we might listen, but we're not really learning. Mm-hmm. Or And we might learn, but we're not really listening. So I think listen and learn. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, what I see a lot in uh, the young people that I work with is you can – give out these great pieces, these great gems of advice, but um, it really depends on if uh, they're at a place where they can absorb that or... Um, yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 
so that is all I have for today. Thank you so much for interviewing with me. I really appreciate it. Thank um, you. That was awesome. Action. Behind every shirt is a story. A program which started at Ethos Youth Center, Pathos Screen Printing supports young people. And builds community one shirt at a time. We don't only print on shirts. We do athletic apparel, hats, koozies, and bulk orders. We can do orders big and small. Business to business contracts are welcome. Pathos invests 100% of its profits back into youth in our community. Call us at 209-742-4257 for a free quote today. Again, that's 742-4257. We are located at 5174 Highway 140 at the four-way stop across from Chevron Gas Station in Mariposa. Check us out at pathosscreenprinting.com.